Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's it's okay. I, I was <laughs> noticing an epic battle with your hair. <laughs> Y'all, if you've been listening for a little while, you know, I'm in this place of having this new bang situation. And every time I have to look at it in the mirror, I'm like, oh, God, it's all fucked up. And then, because, or in, not in the mirror, but in the camera. But then it's reversed. So everything I do is the wrong hand. And no, it it's just a thing. You just got to stop. You I like stop. them when I'm not looking in a, in a camera, and I just <laughs> well. But I have had all kinds of trouble to just just getting here today. Uh-huh. Has been. Have you ever have one of those days where everything takes longer than expected? Oh Nothing yeah. Nothing works. I was trying to make tea. I spilled the honey everywhere. I made a big mess. Honey is just not something that you know is a quick cleanup. Yeah. You know stuff like that. I hear you. It's just been that kind of a. Been that kind of a situation getting ready to do these these I, episodes today. I me too, actually. I this is really dumb, but opening the curtain in my office is kind of a production because of where mm. the window is. And I have a lot of plants in my office. So if I'm not recording, the windows need to be open or the window mm. or the curtain. And so I had my curtains open, getting ready to record, went to close them, uh, knocked a box of labels off of one desk. Oh, fixed no. that turned around, came over to the other side to close the drape on the other side and knocked a candle on the floor. So, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> I might I mean, too much stuff in here. I might. What the hell, right? <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, this office is the same. Yeah. I hear that. But, so, so I'm here with you, though I did not spill honey, so I'm probably batting a little bit better uh, than you are, but. Yeah. But you've what been a creating fool this weekend, and you have some show and tell. I do. I'm I'm getting ready to launch my Etsy shop, which is mostly going to be jewelry, but a few other things as well. And I'm having a lot of fun with UV resin. Mm-hmm. And look at this cute little guy I made. He's so handsome. It's sort of a cat, fox, dragon sort of situation. I don't really know how to describe him. <laughs> a cup, some sort a cup, of a cup dragon. Some kind of mythical, awesome creature. A drafoxen. Yeah, I had so much fun like painting the 
the mold and stuff to get that mm -hmm. effect was really fun. Awesome. And I'm learning how to make, thanks to Katie's help, the liquid core, like dice and other things of mm -hmm. resin, right? So I made this little guy. He's a pig. And if you can see, you can't see super well, but he has a liquid core. And when you shake him, he has this really awesome shimmery liquid in the middle that moves. Love it. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm playing. And I'm impressed because uh, that stuff is a bitch to work with. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say I made eight. I like two. Mm -hmm. Four are unsellable. Mm -hmm. Two are great. Two are not that great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You know, I'm learning. I'm learning. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I'm impressed you got some to work out. I This right? came from... I wanted to make a couple of dice sets for my son for Christmas. He does D and D, and mm -hmm. so I bought a mold. And I was looking at you know different uh, creators and discovered that people. Well, I made one set that were just stupid looking, and I went, "Well, that's not going to work." So then I went, you know, to do research, and found people doing these liquid core ones that were so freaking cool. So then I had to rush the materials to me, and I finished these the night before Christmas Eve, and they actually did turn out really cool. Um, some regrets, but mostly they turned out good. So anyway, I, I'm thrilled that you're doing it and making it work. It's working. I'm I'm really liking it. But yeah, it is hard as hell. Oh, the outcome's I'm amazing. Sure I'm sure I will get better at it as we go. But yeah, the outcome is super cool. And I have a bunch of ideas of different things to do that have a moving core in them of like pieces of jewelry and stuff. Because if you're, yeah. if you're a fidgeter like me, mm -hmm. who just needs something to fuck with all the time, because that is definitely me. Uh, this is a great little addition to my fidget arsenal. Definitely. Yeah, you can play with yeah. them forever. Yeah. Yeah, you can. And they're just really cool. It's so hard to show them on this camera. But soon yeah. they'll be on the store and you'll be able to see like actual videos of them. But yeah, they move. I haven't figured out how I'm going to make that happen. But we'll see. You'll figure it out. It'll be great. <laughs> Awesome. Well, this is our Monday episode. You're going to see us uh, looking exactly the same in the next episode because we're kicking out two because I've got to take a kid back to college. So we're getting ahead of the game this week instead of behind, which I know I, doesn't match our MO, but here we are. <laughs> so. It's January. Are really my only, my only like resolutions because I hate them and I don't do them is simply to just get back on being more consistent with True Crime Squad and getting mm -hmm. four episodes out a week and mm -hmm. you know being consistent and getting things out on time you know that kind of just basic stuff because yeah. year remember in December we went to <laughs> shit you probably know really <laughs> but you know what we do every year at the holidays it's just like it's too much it's just is what it is yeah but, but we're back we on the horse for at least the first half of the year, and then we'll see what happens. Well, okay, until Chad Daybell's trial, and then she oh, will just my gosh. the ban. But here we are. We're and trying. We will just do our very best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I did want to point out, I am wearing my, quite frankly, Judge, it's wearing, no, using my, quite frankly, Judge, it's voluminous merch mug, which is like available in our merch store. Simply go to truecrimesquad.com. You can find it. It is an homage not only to the voluminous virus that is mm -hmm. the Daybell Vallow trials, mm -hmm. it is also an homage to John Pryor, Chad Daybell's mm -hmm. defense attorney. These are his clutching pearls that we know he wish he could he wishes he could be wearing, and I frequently do wear during hearings mm -hmm. to clutch upon his behalf because it's clear he wants to. 
And he also <laughs> says, quite frankly, Judge, along with, it's voluminous, it's not fair, uh, they did this to me, blah, 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 blah. You know, so this is our John Poirier mug. That's the whole case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and in fact, this is one of our uh, True Crime Squad uh, tumblers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us repping. So we do, we do have the merch. We has the merch. Well, I'm going to... Get us going. I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our first segment, which is a WTF. It sure is. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Squad, I bring to you a cautionary tale about Hot Pockets. Oh, dear. <laughs> you ever questioned whether it would be wise to eat the last Hot Pocket in the freezer if you, in fact, share said Hot Pockets with a roommate, a family member, anyone like that. If no. you have, you know, okay, well, if you have, this story is for you. Clifton Williams has been arrested. This was about six months ago, but I think this is so funny. I had to share it with you today. He was arrested uh, for assault in the second degree after he shot his roommate for eating the last Hot Pocket. What? I don't know. You be the judge. Some people feel very strongly about their said Hot Pockets. I know. I thought these things only happened at the Fremont County Jail. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, William Citation says that he got mad at his roommate for eating the last Hot Pocket and began throwing tiles of all things oh um so <laughs> the roommate said he quote attempted to fight back by trying to beat his ass according to the citation <laughs> williams then went inside grabbed a gun and shot the roommate you know where in the butt while the victim was trying to leave because <laughs> only in this story would someone get shot in the butt right <laughs> So what I want to know is, who are these people's neighbors? Because we're going to need to hear some more. My God, you can only imagine what else has gone on there. Uh, fortunately, the roommate did live. Yeah. Uh, Williams is prohibited from contacting him. He was taken to a hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. And Williams' bond was set at $7,500. So I say, think twice before consuming that last hot pocket. You never know what deranged lunatic you might be living with. I guess so. In, in with, my house, we'd just go to the store and buy more Hot Pockets, but uh, I yeah. guess that's not an option. I mean, Hot Pockets, right? <laughs> and with that, I, guess so. I will kick the mic back to you for our main case. Okay. Friends, you might recall 
Uh, a few months ago, we did a story about a man named Dexter Wade. Dexter Wade, this is Dexter. Dexter Wade had, was struck by a police, uh, an off-duty off police cruiser in Jackson, Mississippi, back in, I believe, January or February of last year, of 2023, and was missing all of this time. And his family was frantic and did not know where Dexter was. And then sometime around August, Dexter's mother learned that he had been buried, that he had been dead since, basically since he went missing. Uh, but no one had told her and that he was now buried in an unmarked grave behind the uh, penal colony uh, of the jail. And no one ever let them know. And then it took her getting very rowdy, getting an attorney and raising hell to even find out where he was, yeah. what grave he was in. And she obtained the uh, representation of Ben Crump. Ben Crump is an attorney who represents a lot of civil rights cases. And Ben got involved with her case. And that's when uh the balls kind of started to roll and the press started looking at what is going on in Jackson, Mississippi? What's going on with this uh, jail situation with them just burying all of these bodies? Well, uh, that was an outrage. It was an outrage. And at the time they said, oh yeah, yeah, we definitely did try to contact you and we didn't even know who this person was. And his wallet was in his front pocket with all of his ID. And we tried to contact you. Also, we didn't know who this person was. Well, those things can't both be true at the same time. There were a lot of excuses. There was a lot of punting back and forth between the coroner's office and the sheriff's office or, or the police uh, station that, well, they should have told you. Well, they should have told you. Well, we tried to contact you. Well, I, you know, it's just a big bunch of bullshit that boils down to we didn't. We didn't. It's just disgusting, man. And so disgusting. since then... There have been FOIA requests for the roster of this cemetery. And the press has started doing some work and looking into some of these cases. And what's come from it is that <laughs> more families are finding out that their missing loved ones are buried in this cemetery and they didn't know. My God. I'm going to tell you a couple more stories here. Uh, Dexter was exhumed and reburied and had a proper funeral, finally, um, though it cost the family a fair amount. You have to then pay, after all this bullshit, then you have to pay the coroner's office $250 to release the body that's already in the ground. And then right. you have to pay another fee to have the body exhumed. And then, of course, your uh, funeral home will take it from there. But it's insane. Now, why do we have these kinds of graveyards, cemeteries? Well, typically they were for indigent uh, people who either could not, didn't have any family, bodies that were truly unclaimed over a long period of time, or families who simply couldn't afford to claim the body, because that happens. Uh, but unfortunately, this cemetery has been misused and become a catch-all for Here's throwaway people that we don't give a shit about, so we're just going to put them in these unmarked graves. 
That's so horrific. And like, we're not going to put any effort into finding their families or notifying anyone of their deaths. No. I mean, how no. jaded do you have to be in your job mm -hmm. to not give a Entirely. shit about notifying family if someone dies? Yep, absolutely. So I want to tell you now about Mario. This is Mario. How many of these bodies are people of color? Uh, good question. I'm telling two, three stories today. Two of them are persons of color. One of them is not. Okay. But that is a big question that Ben Crump and company are asking is how many right. of these people are people of color who the sheriff's office just didn't give a flying fuck about and just threw them in these graves. Man. It seems like quite a bit. That is so, so sick. A woman named Marquita Moore... Uh, she, on October 10th, an aunt of hers reached out and sent her an article uh, that had a list of 24 homicide victims from Jackson, Mississippi that year. And she was dumbfounded to find her brother on that list. Oh, and my God. That he had was murdered on February 2nd. It's now oh, October. Shit. Now, Mario had some mental health issues and some drug problems and came and went in his family's life. And so, and he could be kind of dicey. In fact, she was the last person that saw him and she ran into him on the street, gave him some cash, clear back in like January or early February. And nobody had seen him since, but that wasn't completely unheard of. They mm -hmm. had not reported him as a missing person because he did come and go. Mm -hmm. was, that was his mo and sometimes he would get skittish if people leaned on him too hard and then he wouldn't show up for a while and so they were all just you know support him from afar and help him if he needed it but you know kind of just let him do his thing because that's over the years he was 40 years old over the years that's what they had learned that they kind of had to do for for mario but mm -hmm. at any rate uh so the family got together and told mom and started trying to figure out what happened. Well, as it happened, Mario's body was found wrapped in a tarp and bludgeoned to death on February 2nd. Wow. And he was subsequently in the morgue for a few months and then was ordered to be buried in that grave. In that cemetery. And they knew who he was. They did know who he was. So made no effort to find his family? Like, mm -mm. So he was taken to the morgue on the 2nd. And in his pockets were envelopes addressed to Mario Moore. What was the address? Well, his mother's address. Because that's oh. where he got his mail. It's also where child support sent letters <laughs> to him, you know, through this state mm -hmm. and any other mail that he received. He also had a debit card in his pocket with his name on it. And and yet he was taken to the morgue. His death was determined a homicide by blunt force trauma. On February 8th, they fingerprinted, uh, the fingerprints maintained uh, that he was indeed Mario Moore. And the 
coroner says she called his brother a man they had in the system as his brother named gavin moore but it was the unworking number here's the problem with that he doesn't have a brother named gavin moore so who knows where that information came from mm -hmm. uh it's not as though his mother was hiding out she's lived in her house for 20 years and it's only two miles from where his body was found my god the uh sheriff's office says they came and left a note left a business card in the door at mom's house but that she never called them she says she did not ever receive a business card and she has no idea what they're talking about and even if she had she would not necessarily have known what the hell they were calling about they were coming by about like right that's exactly. not enough that yeah. is not enough so on March 31st, the coroner's office asked the Hines County Board of Supervisors for permission to bury his body in a pauper's field, which is the county's penal farm. And on April 3rd, they approved that. They approved that along with nine similar requests that day for nine other bodies, including Dexter Wade's, by a unanimous vote that lasted 12 seconds. Meaning they didn't ask a single damn question about why oh all of these people God. were unclaimed and needed to be buried. They clearly did not ask if their next of kin had been notified or what steps had been taken. They just went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of them. Let's go. My God. It was just these that simple. Human beings. These are Not people. treated like it. Oh, yep. 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 So NBC News requested, uh, they've done a really great investigation into this, and I'm going to include some articles from them in my case notes, but they had requested some records from Hines County documenting any efforts to notify Mario's and ex of kin, and they can't come up with anything that indicates they did anything more than that. So Didn't then, of course, talk about this human being who was no. murdered. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume also unsolved murder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once they made contact with the county, who, by the way, still can't tell them what grave he's in. They still don't know. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. They still don't know. But after they, you know made contact with the police department and a homicide detective came by, told them that he did have ID on him when he was found and that uh, he said he went to two homes believed to be his address, but nobody was home. Uh-huh. There's no evidence of that. And, and if no one's home, you come back, dumbass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Come on, man. That's not an excuse. This is a death, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Right. So at any rate, uh, yeah, at the same time that the homicide detective came by and said, yeah, yeah, we knocked on some doors. Nobody was home. So what do you want us to do? He also said uh, that it's a cold case. They don't have any. <coughs> I'm going to well, go out on a limb here. To try and at all. Yeah. Basically, they've just got people here that they deem to be throwaway people that have records, that have a drug problem that maybe were unhoused or they thought were, and they just don't care about them. They God just don't. Lady. His mother told NBC News, 
if he had committed a crime, they sure as hell would have found him. Yeah. Right. And figured out where he lived, you know. But no. So they looked into exhuming him and having a, a new burial somewhere else. You know, if they could let him know, let them know where he is, though, as uh, at the time of the interviews that I read, they had not been able to determine that. This is what the field looks like. There's just stakes with numbers on them. But the numbers aren't even accurate, apparently. No, there's 672 names on their roster. 250-ish of them are in the last few years. And that's when they really moved to unnamed uh, graves. And some unmarked graves. So the coroner, not the coroner, but the funeral home let them know um, they could exhume him and they would if they wanted. But to know that there wouldn't be anything left other than bones at this point. Which leads me to believe they're not even putting these people in coffins. Not even in caskets? Or Oh my God. Like going through proper burial protocols. I don't know that for sure. I really was unable to completely verify that. But what they said I'm about so that makes me think that they're not true. cremated. Yeah. No, they're not. But I guess this is just the absolute cheapest we don't give a shit way. Well, and that uh, inmates dig these holes as well. Oh, my God. So they're using free labor, and it sounds like just throwing bodies in the ground. And if they're taking more steps than that, uh, anyone feel free to correct me, but that's the best I could find on that. That is un... I wish I could say unbelievable, but it isn't. No. Because that's how jaded people become Mm -hmm. and how little value a human life really has. Yep. So his family chose to not exhume him at that point. Um, His mom is really, really struggling. She's having a hard time coming to terms with this at all. They did have a memorial, but it was pretty hollow. And here they sit. So, Well, it's difficult to trust any of this. How do they know any of this is true when they don't have his body? You know? Like, that's like the final confirmation that, yes, your loved Mm -hmm. one has passed. And how the hell would they ever trust that the police and the coroner's office are being honest with them at this point? Because they're Mm -hmm. a bunch of fucking liars that don't give a shit. Yeah. You can't. You can't. There is no peace in this. Just none. No. No. So I'm going to change gears and tell you about one other. This is Jeremy. Oh, no, that's not. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, that's not. No. That's not. This is Jeremy. Or Jonathan. Sorry. Jeez. (laughs) wrong on every account this is jonathan jonathan was a registered missing person oh my god and had been since 2022 holy shit so this is jonathan hankins jonathan left home on in may 2022 or may 2022 Um, authorities found him dead in a hotel a few days later he was from a neighboring county but he died in Jackson. Okay. He had gone out with some friends. He was an active meth addict at the time. Uh, Jeremy struggled with, or Jonathan struggled with meth and would have bouts of being clean and living with his mom and his daughter and doing awesome. And then bouts of not being clean and kind of disappearing mm-hmm. for a little while and then coming back and 
you know, uh, pretty typical of an addict's life and, and the life of families of addicts wondering where they are and if they're okay. And yet mm -hmm. he, he was never gone that long. And he had promised to be home for Sunday dinner for his favorite meal, which was a chicken and potatoes dish that he loved. And mom promised she'd make it. And that uh, evening came and went and he didn't come home. And it didn't make sense. So she started contacting some of his friends. She said some of his good friends who weren't users uh, that had not, none of them had seen him. So then started reaching out to some of the not good friends and still no answers, which uh, again, he did take off every once in a while, but just not this long. So they got in touch with the Rankin County Sheriff's Office and they took a missing persons report. They announced a search for Jonathan on Facebook. They shared the case with local media. They posted his information to a national law enforcement database. And a group of volunteers combed all the nearby waterways to see if there's any chance he was there. Mm -hmm. So for more than a year, his mother contacted the sheriff's office every few weeks for news. And every time they told her they didn't have a thing. And it was absolute misery. It was a nightmare. Uh, but every time she talked to the investigators, you know, the police, they told her they had no idea. Well, NBC News, because uh, they cared, they solved the mystery in just a few minutes' time. See, they had a list of all of the people buried in the Hines County Poppers Field. Mm -hmm. And they cross-referenced that list with missing people in Mississippi. And in about 10 seconds... They found Jonathan's name on both. My God. So they went to Gretchen, uh, Jonathan's mother's home in Mississippi on December 4th and shared with her what they had learned. And she was in absolute shock. She had no idea. So he's been missing since May 23rd, 2022. He was found deceased on May 26th, 2022. Wow. He was buried in grave 645. That's what's, uh, that, that's what he was boiled down to. It is a neighboring county. A neighboring county. They, they couldn't even have bothered to check their own missing persons list. Any their own state list. Minuscule amount of police work would have solved this, of detective work, of Googling. A this single could Google have been search. solved in a minute but of course his mother trusted the system and had no idea that another county would just bury his body without any kind of explanation well, i didn't think anybody thought that would happen holy shit! i think that the assumption is that this was an overdose but there doesn't seem to be a complete answer about how or why he died yeah well partly because he uh, was an addict so they didn't care yep because nobody wants to talk about this. But you guys, listen. It's okay. It's fine. You know why? Because the Jackson police has now adopted a written protocol for how to handle death notifications. They are all over this. Oh, yeah. From I'm now sure on, they are now that their name is being screamed from the rooftops. Fucking assholes. From now on, if somebody dies, they're going to put in a little more effort. Uh, again, with this case, they punted back and forth between the coroner's office and the sheriff's office. 
Sheriff's office says we didn't even know who he was. We'd never even heard his name. The coroner's office never let us know what their findings were. The coroner's office said, oh, yeah, we did. We sent you an email within a few days of receiving his body. You've known all along. They're like, oh, yeah, no, we didn't know. Sorry. We just didn't even know. That finger pointing bullshit. Mm -hmm. That ended in elementary school. Okay. Yeah. We are adults now. And these are real human beings with real lives and real families. Yeah. This is disgusting. And everybody who signed off on it, fuck you Mm -hmm. for giving no care whatsoever for actual living people. Absolutely. So Gretchen is breathing fire, as you can imagine. She wants someone fired. She wants someone to be accountable. She wants to know that this isn't going to happen to other mothers and other families. Uh, but it just legit, like, Gretchen. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. But that's what's going on in Jackson. Well, they need obviously, to there they need needs to, to be some county. changes. Yep. Sue oh, yeah. County. That's the only thing that does any good anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, the mothers of Mario and Jonathan and Dexter are teaming up, and I believe they good. are suing the county and pulling together some you know, media resources. Again, huge props to NBC News because they have done a really good job with this. Huge props. Frankly, if it wasn't for them. How many stories are out there? My well, God. we'll find out. We'll find out because they're still all over it. And, you know, obviously they are, they care a whole lot more than the sheriff's office does. So I've never heard of anything like this. The lack of art in policing in this country is so obvious and gross. Yeah, the lack of empathy, the lack of caring at all for these human beings and their families is just so horrifying and sad. So we will keep an eye on this because there will likely be more stories forthcoming. I hope that word is getting out a little bit more in Mississippi in general for people that if you have a missing person, you better go check this list. Yeah, no kidding. See if there's any chance. But at the same time, how complete is the list? Right. Supposedly, yeah, it's hard to say. There's 672 names on it, and the log goes back to 2008. There are 600 people from from 2008 forward? Yeah. Oh, my God. In one county? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And is anybody else doing this? How many other counties in this country are doing this shit? How many missing people aren't missing at all? Right. And what if other law enforcement agencies are actively looking for someone who Mm -hmm. turns out to be buried in this pauper's field? Are you fucking kidding me? There's so many things wrong with this. You just, the the list is so long. So the cemetery log is 14 pages long. It's handwritten. It has... The person's age, race, and gender, as well as their birth and death dates, and where they were found when they before they were, or where they were before they were buried. So they right there had enough information to find their mm-hmm. families. Right there is enough. Exactly. Yep. To find their families. Yep. It's it's mind boggling. It is all just mind boggling. These aren't unidentified Jane and John Doe's. No. Jesus Christ. They're identified and just a complete now. Bear in mind that some of those do have families that were notified, hopefully. Some of them supposedly are people hopefully. whose families just couldn't afford to claim their bodies. 
Uh, and some of them are probably truly just unidentified. We don't know. But the fact that this is happening, and you're right, how many other jails are doing something like this? I mean, how many other counties have, uh, in my town, if somebody is an indigent, uh, the county pays for them to be cremated. But I don't know what happens right. with the ashes. I've never heard. But I know that that's what, what happens do. with the ashes. Are the ashes stored somewhere in case they ever find their family? I, I just cannot fathom not doing absolutely everything you could to find mm -hmm. someone who needs to be notified that this person is gone. Right. I know that uh, when my daughter worked at a nursing home here in our county, they occasionally would have a resident pass that had absolutely no family at all, which is very sad. And mm -hmm. in those cases, the county paid for cremation. And I don't know what happened. Yeah, to cremation the and then what? Yeah. Where do the ashes go? No idea. It's probably worth finding out. Mm -hmm. It's upsetting. I think it's really upsetting and disturbing. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely disturbing. The, the, the lack of care for human life. Mm -hmm. And these are the people doing the policing in that community. I don't give a shit about their own citizens. Yeah, not even it's a little cool. bit. Yep. So we'll keep a close eye on this one and let you know if there's any more information that comes out. But until then, our families go all the way out to the families of Dexter and of Mario and of Jonathan, my God. Absolutely. So very sorry this for your loss. Yep. So with that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for some weird crime time. This is weird. This is creepy. This is WTF. And it's just breaking, so there's a lot we don't know. But let me introduce you to this guy. This guy's name is uh, Lee Carter. He's known online, I guess, as a rapper named Viper. Of course. <laughs> Look at that hair. I don't know, man. Maybe your Viper days are past. Not got much hair left. Anyway, uh, a woman in uh, Harris County, Texas, is pressing charges against Carter, uh, Lee Carter after she says she was kidnapped and kept in a garage for at least four years by Lee Carter. Oh, yeah. So Yikes. 52. Um, the aggravated kidnapping documents state that he held a woman against her will at a home near South Union at 5251 Perry Street. He was arrested on Thursday this past week at a motel. Wow. So the story goes that Carter stopped to give a pregnant woman who he saw panhandling a dollar. And then he went back and offered to help her. She was clearly a very vulnerable human being. Oh, yeah. He took her back to his house and locked her in his garage and would not let her leave. Oh, my God. She's been held there for nearly five years. We do not know the outcome of her pregnancy at this point. Oh, boy. Um, according to the victim, he raped her over and over. He made her take narcotics and kept her from leaving. Oh, boy. Um, neighbors 
have been asked by uh, Fox 26, like, what it's been like to live next door to this house. Um, one neighbor said everything always happened at 3 a.m. Moving around back up to the house, moving people around to the front, to the garage was very crazy. So they had questions about what the hell was going on over there. Um, in one instance, court documents stated that the woman texted police through the Text Now app who took her to a hospital and then released her back to Carter. Police are calling what? this woman extremely vulnerable. Oh, my and, God. And uh, she's extremely malnourished. She weighs about 70 pounds. Oh. At this point. Carter would force her to take drugs and other illegal narcotics. Um, causing her to be physically able to un to escape, also causing her to be dependent in a way that she sure. couldn't, you know, get away from. Wow. Um, she did escape another time uh, by breaking a window in the garage and crawling out. She went to a hospital where Carter picked her up to take her back home and lock her back in the garage. And she was uh. in no fit state to defend herself. Or to even explain really what was happening to her because she was drugged all the time. Mm -hmm. um, we don't actually know who the woman is. Good. We should never know. She's mm -hmm. a victim. We should never. She should never have to reveal her identity. No. Um, they did. The police have also rescued a dog from the house because he has apparently stopped staying at the house because there's been too much attention brought to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he has actual music videos on YouTube and is known in the Houston area as a rap artist called Viper. Hell? Um, oh. so there's a lot we do not know. That's, that's basically all we know is that he has been arrested and this just barely happened. And, and so we're going to definitely be keeping a close eye on this case, but it is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it is. What that's he's put horrific. this woman through. The police officers who have talked with her say that they have a lot of empathy for her. She's very clearly a very vulnerable person and was completely taken advantage of in this situation and was really given no other opportunity. She sure. was terrified to try to get away because she had tried to get away a few times and he just always got her back. And what and happened with her pregnancy? That's terrifying. What happened with her pregnancy? Where is that child? Also, she clearly had nowhere else to go. Or no one else to go to. It's right. just really, really sad oh. and scary. Was she listed as a missing person anywhere, I wonder? Uh, it does not say. Uh, the The information I have does not say if she was even known as a missing person. Well, definitely. We'll on this. Yeah. Uh, also, men who do this often <clears throat> don't just do it once. So are there right so there's a lot that there's a lot that has to happen in this situation now mm -hmm. with him and uh at least she is no longer she is away mm -hmm. and and is in a safe place wherever she is she's been able to talk with the police and file this information and her location and identity are being protected thank god as they should Good. be i don't ever want to say her name on this show because no we shouldn't no but Unless there's a GoFundMe that we can contribute to, because right. how in the world is she going to get on her feet in any way? She's going to need right. some serious help and support. She sure is. So we yeah. will keep a close eye on this case, and we will update you on what happens with Lee Carter, a.k.a. Viper. Uh -huh. 
Burn in hell, Viper. Mm-hmm. Yep. All righty. Well, that's Monday. So we'll be back Tuesday with a brand new episode. We'll be back Wednesday night for case updates. And we'll be back Thursday with a brand new episode. Changing our format just a little bit this year, but we think it's going to work for us and for you guys Mm -hmm. too. So spread us out a little more throughout the week and that'll be a good thing. So thanks you guys so much for being here. Thanks for watching. As always, if you see something, say something. We'll be back. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. Thank <music> you.